Welcome to another edition of Daryl Davis Black and Green. Hey, everybody. Um, feeling grateful watching the uh, followers grow on our Facebook page, Daryl Davis Black and Green. Please share. Please get people over there. Please subscribe. Please follow this podcast. As I said, you know, we want to. We want to get to a point where we can make a thousand phone calls to our senator and say, look, stop the telephone companies from robbing us, from fleecing us. Stop the payday loan companies. Stop the rent rent to center companies from robbing us. Uh, we, we need to get there. Um, we don't necessarily need a thousand, but the job gets done quicker and more efficiently with the more people you have. So um, feeling grateful. I see the numbers going up now uh, but on today's program i want to talk i want to start addressing white supremacy and um i'm gonna call this program dear chuck norris <laughs> what does that got to do with white supremacy well first of all you know it you know it if we just address racism racism to me is the vehicle of, of racial oppression. It is systematic. It is the government. It is laws. It is the abuses by elements in law enforcement. It is the mechanics of racial oppression. But white supremacy fuels it. And we don't deal with it enough. At least I don't see it being dealt with. And so if you just go, if you just attack the vehicle of racism, it changes form. At one time, it was slavery, right? Then it's uh, the black codes, which were laws that were passed to continue to keep black people enslaved. Um, Jim Crow, redlining. I mean, it, it takes many forms, but the one thing fueling it is white supremacy. And we can't dismiss the, 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 the uh, elements of white supremacy that we see all around us. This is a reflection of white thought that white is superior and therefore is naturally on top politically and economically and even morally, despite being slave masters who dropped atomic bombs on on Japanese people, even morally. God is white. Jesus is white. You know, and so we have to start addressing this whole idea of white supremacy, because otherwise racism is just going to continue to function efficiently. It's going to continue to take different forms, the prison industrial complex, you know, black people are fueling prison, private prison profits, fueling white communities, jobs as correction officers. I mean, despite these prisons being majority black and, and almost everywhere, the prisons are generally built in white communities to provide uh, uh, jobs. For the economy, for the local economies. And so uh, I'm going to start doing this regularly. You know, I'm going to start having these Dear John uh, programs. Well, Darren, why are you picking on Chuck Norris? Well, look, I ain't, I'm not picking on Mr. Martial Artist, Black Bell, who's better than Bruce Lee. <laughs> now, they, now, there's some white supremacy. <laughs> But I have to say these things. I have to say these things. We have to take on white supremacy. So what is what is my beef with Chuck Norris? Well, it's 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 a little bit with with Chuck Norris. Obviously, I don't know him. I never met him. He 
might be a sweetheart of a guy. But let's talk about this. First of all, let me just say that I started studying martial arts and, you know, I'm 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 ready for the old jokes. I started uh, studying martial arts before the Bruce Lee craze. Think about that. I think I don't know. Bruce Lee's movies came out in the 70s. I think I don't I don't know his first movie I think 1974ish. I started martial arts before then. I was a kid obviously. I I was a kid. Um I start I studied judo. I fought in uh uh I fought some fights in a judo tournament. You know. So I have studied martial arts my whole life. I have practiced. I have a black belt. I teach off and on. Um so I know something of martial arts. And so I say all of that to say Chuck Norris at best is a mediocre martial artist at best. Well, you know, I, somebody asked Chuck Norris on a talk show. Uh, who would win in a real fight between you and Bruce Lee? And I saw him say this with a straight face. Wow, wow, come on now. I'm, I'm a four-time world champion and uh, Bruce is just an actor. See, for him to even get away with that and not be called on it is an aspect of white supremacy. To, na- to mention Chuck Norris in the same breath as Bruce Lee is pure white supremacy. Chuck Norris is a, at best a mediocre actor who benefited from the Bruce Lee craze. So if, when he says that he was a four-time or five-time karate champion, let's put it in perspective. He won those tournaments before the Bruce Lee craze, before the explosion in martial arts. He was beating the same eight to ten guys every year before the Bruce Lee craze in point karate. Not full contact. Point. Tag. And so for this, this at best, mediocre martial artist to be mentioned in the same breath as Bruce Lee is lunacy. It's white supremacy. It's the need for one of them to be the best. And so, dear Chuck Norris, stop saying that you taught Bruce Lee a new kick, and before you knew it, he could do it almost as good as you. No, Chuck, you were a stiff at best mediocre martial artists who cashed in on white supremacy, the need for there to be a white person at the top, the image of being the greatest of all time in everything. And so Chuck Norris at best is a mediocre martial artist who cashed in on white supremacy. And I'm not personally mad at him. His marketing was great. Bruce Lee died. Bruce Lee put him in a movie. That's how you came to know Chuck Norris. He put him in a movie. Classic Coliseum battle. But it was acting. And so that's how you came to know Chuck Norris. And then when Bruce Lee died, Hollywood was going to, or Hong Kong and or Hollywood, were not going to just walk away from a multi-billion dollar proven profitable industry. All kinds of fake Bruce Lee sprung up corny movies, but Chuck Norris benefited from that and stepped into it. Bruce Lee built his, his, his following. 
Bruce Lee built his following. Bruce Lee faced racism in Hollywood. Kung Fu, David Carradine, great TV show. But Bruce Lee was turned away from that role because he looked, quote, too Asian. So they gave it to a white man, white supremacy. And if we don't start having these conversations and we don't start recognizing the white supremacy, we reinforce the attitudes that white people normally naturally belong on top. And so we contribute to our own oppression. So this is not insignificant what I'm talking about. And it's not just dear Chuck Norris. I'm going to get to Rocky Marciano. <laughs> I'm going to get to The Rock, you know, and there's some others. But, you know, at the end of the day, you take someone like Jim Kelly uh, who, who during the, the era of the black film explosion, the so-called black exploitation, taller, better looking, much better martial artists, more charismatic, admittedly not a great actor. But he should have stepped into Bruce Lee's shoes, started with Bruce Lee in Enter the Dragon, starting Black Belt Jones, starting Three the Hard Way. An amazing athlete, but black. So they go. So they gave it to the the shorter actor, five seven ish, mousy voice, not a great presence, but with the right director and budget, you can become a star. And so what bothers me the most is Chuck Norris going along with this fraud that he should even be mentioned. He's he's not even in the top one hundred martial artists, and I see him listed top ten greatest martial artists of all time. And he's sometimes he's on that list, which is which is pure white supremacy. And so, dear Chuck Norris, no hate, bro. You know, you cashed in. You did well. But I got to call out the white supremacist aspect of all of this, because if we don't call it out, we black and white people are conditioned to believe that white people are superior, that whites naturally belong on top and that we black people naturally belong on the bottom economically, politically, socially. And I got to call that out. So that's it for today's program. We're going to start talking more about white supremacy. It may seem insignificant until you put it in its proper context. It's not insignificant. It's crucial to the whole oppression of black people. So with that said, I'm going to wrap up this episode and um, just remember, if you aren't at the table, you're on the menu. <laughs>